The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy-Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy-Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host. Thank you for joining us. We love you, our listeners, and want to support you and everyone who embrace the notion that although you may be members by birth of the baby boom generation or Gen X or Gen Y, that you can choose to be members of Generation Regeneration or Gen R by the daily choices you make to regenerate your body, mind, spirit, lifestyle, and career. And as many of you know, we added a new feature this year. The first show of each month will be dedicated to the Abundance Cubed group coaching program for wellness entrepreneurs. My guest today, Noam Kastuki, is a successful business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for this program. And you can learn more about him at artofamagicallife.com. Welcome back to the show, Noam. It's great to have you here. Hi, Sandra. During our first show on January 5th of this year, Noam and I introduced ourselves, the Abundance Cube program, and the five wellness entrepreneurs who are participating in the program for 2016. And during the February 2nd, 2016 show, we reviewed the January group coaching session on the topic of defining your brand. And last month on March 1st, we reviewed the February group coaching session on the topic of rocking your social media presence. If you missed any of these shows, you can catch the podcasts on demand right here. And you could also get to know our entrepreneurs better at the Abundance Cubed Radio for Wellness Entrepreneurs Facebook page. And today, we're going to review the March group coaching session led by Gnome on rocking your website. So that is of maximum benefit to your business. Noam had a great discussion with our five wellpreneurs, and you may be able to identify with their challenges and insights. Now, Noam, you took a good look at the websites for our five entrepreneurs and gave them valuable feedback during the March coaching session, and we're going to play clips in the next segments from that session. Now, if you were to net it all out from everything that you know and what you discussed, what makes an, an effective website? If we have to bring everything into one umbrella, it has to be a website that serves its purpose. And that's not as obvious as it seems to be. Right. Because the first website I built was a medical for a medical clinic. And what they wanted was to show innovation and build their brand. But then six years later when they came back to me and they wanted a new version of the website, the purpose wasn't anymore to build a brand because they were already very established. What they wanted then was to engage with the doctors and they wanted all the doctors within the clinic to participate and feel part of the whole. 
And they also wanted to make the whole appointment-making process easier because now they had a lot more uh, people visiting. For people like Lisa, nobody's going to buy, or people are very unlikely to buy uh, a movement therapy session from her website. What's going to happen is most likely that they're going to see the website or read a blog that she made or watch one of her videos and say, oh, well, that looks great. I like what she feels like and I'm going to reach reach out to her or maybe book a first appointment or have a conversation with her. For someone like Jill who can actually sell products online, what she wants is people to go into the shop and actually enter their credit card information. So the very first thing and the question as a listener to take away is to sit down with your website and think, what do you really want your website to do for you? If it was successful, what would it do? Yeah, so there's no real formula for it. It really varies from business to business. And you have to put yourself in the mind of your customer and what they're looking for when they go to your website and what's going to keep them there and perhaps turn them into someone who wants to do business with you. Yeah, okay. So... Now, once you do that and once you put your website together, it's important to also look at metrics to see how you're doing. So what types of metrics would you recommend that entrepreneurs look at to understand if their website is being successful or not? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, you kind of got to give the answer in the question, which is first is knowing what would make their website successful or not. And the metrics come afterwards. Once we've decided what success is for the website, then we design the metrics. Because what matters is not so much the metrics as is the way the metrics convert from one to the other. So for Lisa, working backwards, she wants more clients. So she wants to receive more phone calls, more emails, and maybe more messages on social media asking for an appointment. Before that, she wants people to have uh, to, to she wants to have an impact on her audience. So then we'll take a look at the likes and the comments and how many shares she has for every post that she makes. And so what we're looking at is not just likes and shares for the sake of them. What we're looking at is what are the posts that have the most likes, and which of these posts lead to more people reaching out to her. And so the metrics, what's important about the metrics is what is the journey of the metrics? So someone likes a post, then they like your Facebook page, then maybe they subscribe to the newsletter, and then they reach out to you. And so what you want is to know what is the fastest, easiest way, and where is the biggest block? Where is it in that process that people are not moving to the next step? Yeah. Okay. Very good point. Now, one challenge that some of our Abundance Cube entrepreneurs have is getting control of their website so that they can modify it and update it for themselves. So how important would you say that it is generally for entrepreneurs to have control of their website? Hugely. Yeah. I honestly don't understand how people who run a small business don't know how to make the website work. If you have a team of more than 20 people and you've got a marketing department, it's another story. 
Okay, that's fine. But when you are your business, your website is your voice to the world. Yeah. Not understanding how your website works for me is like a NASCAR pilot, a NASCAR pilot who doesn't know how to fix a car. Ideally, he has a team that fixes the cars for him, but if he's in a ditch and he has a problem, he knows how to fix his car. So as an entrepreneur, it's the same thing. There's some basic skills like understanding how to access your bank account. Um, it's important, and understanding how to access your website for me is just as important. Yeah. Now, for those who may not be inclined or really comfortable working on a website, are there some platforms out there that are very straightforward to use that you could recommend? Absolutely. So, and I used to design websites. I don't do it anymore because now I use uh, tools like Squarespace, Wix, and Weebly. Mm. So, Squarespace, Wix, and Weebly. Some people swear by WordPress, but in my experience, people who love WordPress are either programmers or, or people who are very techy. Because once you're techy and you you know you're programming, um, it's a very very great tool. But for people who just want to be able to put a website up in one or two days, Squarespace, Wix, Weebly are perfect. And I recommend to all my clients today to use these tools. Ah, okay. All right. That's great information. Now, there is a buzzword going around, which I'd like for you to talk about for a moment, and it's SEO, search engine optimization. What does that mean, and how do you figure out if your website is good with regards to SEO? (laughs) So I'm not a website, I'm not an SEO expert, and a lot, of, a lot has changed since my last sort of serious SEO jobs. The basic principles, however, haven't changed. Okay. SEO is about helping Google or other search engines find you. And you can look at that from a very simple perspective. All search engines work to find what is most relevant, and they've got a set of criterias on what they consider to be relevant. And most search engines actually publish these criteria, sorry, these criteria. So you can go on Google and search how to improve your SEO and there'll always be up-to-date information. Mm. Basic principles is by creating content that is well-built from an engineering data perspective. So you want to look at the metadata and the information behind the web page. So a little bit like in a library, every book has information so that you can find it in, in a directory. You want to fill these informations in. And websites like Weebly, Squarespace, and all of those will let you do that fairly easily. The second thing is to create content that is widely shared. So the more people share it on social media, um, the more people view the page, the, more, um, the higher up is going to come in the ranking. And consistency is the next one. Because if you write the same kind of words, the same kind of sentences over and over, if you repeat certain phrases, certain keywords, then the search engine recognizes these words as being important. So if you're talking about uh, juicing, for example, like parole, you want to write juicing and juice and food and healthy on a lot of your pages and repeat that often so that 
it's found. And the final one is other people referring back to you. Mm. So other websites linking to you because the more people say that you've got great content, well, the more likely you are to actually have great content. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's a lot of great information. And probably what we'd like to leave our listeners with is don't be so intimidated. Just go ahead and get in there and try it, especially get control of your website because the benefits will be tremendous for you if you could get in there and do that. So thank you, Noam, for all that great info, and it's time to go to a break. But before we go, I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor for today's show. Cultured dairy is an important part of gut healing and immune health. Learn how to make your own yogurt, kefir, and cream fresh at home with Monica Carrado's new ebook on culturing dairy, part two of the series on cooking techniques for the gut and psychology syndrome diet. This ebook is available as a PDF on selenriverpress.com. That's S E L E N E riverpress.com. Now let's get ready for that break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Adventure and Expansion, Noam Kastuki. And we're reviewing last month's group coaching session on the topic of rocking your website. And Noam just provided great advice regarding developing and maintaining an effective website for your business. And next, we're going to play clips from our coaching session in which these lessons were taught to our five wellness entrepreneurs who were then challenged to apply them to their particular situation. Stay close and we'll see you soon with more cool stuff. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. 
To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Adventure and Expansion, Noam Kostuki. In the last segment, Noam reviewed what makes an effective website. And now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of last month's group coaching session with our five entrepreneurs, Jill Rios, owner of Pathways Holistic Center in Colorado, Joni DeBrule, farmer and co-owner of Stone Coop Organic Farm in Michigan, Lisa Ponichter, a physical therapist and Feldenkrais movement specialist in Michigan, Parul Agrawal, author, blogger, wealth and wellness coach in Arizona, and Sarah Mask, esthetician and wellness coach in Colorado. And you can get to know all these entrepreneurs by reading their weekly blogs on our Abundance Cube Radio for Wellness Entrepreneurs Facebook page. Now, let's start with Lisa Ponister's coaching session. Lisa's been blogging on our Abundance Cube for Wellness Entrepreneurs Facebook page about how she's been decluttering her living and working spaces as part of her happiness project and what a great effect that's having on her comfort in those spaces. And Noam, you made the great connection that decluttering and gaining control of her website would also be extremely helpful, just like we were talking about. And she seems like she may be a little intimidated about jumping in there, but you gave her great advice about pursuing simplicity on her website, that it doesn't have to be a complicated monster to be effective for her business. So can you summarize the advice that you gave to her and how it might apply to others? Absolutely. Decluttering is very powerful and it's often too often applied only to material objects. So a great exercise to do with the website is to look at every page, every paragraph, and ask the question, is this really necessary? And if I were to remove this, would my audience still get enough information to want to reach out to me? And this is the idea of removing the unnecessary. It's too much is daunting. When you land on a website and you don't know what's going to happen, if there's too much, you don't know where to click. And for me, the simplest sort of version of a website is, hey, if this sounds like you and you want this to be different, here's how we can help you, here's where you can trust us, and here's how to work with us. Yeah. And essentially answering these sort of five questions, which is, who are your clients? What do they want? What result can you promise them? Uh, why are you the best at what you do? And how to contact you and hire your, your services or buy your products is essentially the five basic information people need. Everything else is probably unnecessary. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I would recommend that uh, you go and do some uh, spring cleaning, you know, uh, <laughs> to, to, to clear things, and that makes space for you to put new things up. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happens, that you, you remove stuff, and then slowly you add things over time, and then you go through this exercise again. Yeah, and I, you gave great advice to Lisa, because basically it was just answering those five questions on one page with her, and boom, she's good to go. So... 
Now, let's move on to Jill Rios' coaching session. Your conversation with her was really interesting because you dealt with issues that she has to solve even before optimizing her website, namely frustration with the current direction of her business, which is a brick-and-mortar wellness center in Colorado, and deciding how to pivot it with financial modeling. So let's go ahead and play session two, clip one, please. So, so you see, this is where having the numbers will help you decide on your strategy better. Because if so, because now the calculation I want to make is six thousand people. So divide by four. That's a thousand. Uh, wait, how much was that? So that's a thousand five hundred people a week. Why? I'm really getting frustrated, <laughs> and I'm being because because I realize seeing some. There's so many directions here that I'm just, I'm, I, like, we're talking about branding on the first month, and I'm still, like, trying to, like, grasp that and how that would work <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. see here what I started and took on is not what, what it has become. And I'm just grasping at straws, obviously. Yeah, and that's perfectly fine. What you're doing is building the ship as you sail. And um, and that's absolutely fine. So as you move from one thing to the other, you will catch up with things. It's perfectly fine. Um, don't don't worry about the process you're going through. It's perfectly normal. And uh, my guess is that everyone here has gone through something similar at one point or another. Um, so I, I wouldn't be worried at all about this. What I hear is that you had the stage, you had the stage uh, that's called that, that they call to pivots. You're the pivot okay. state where, where what you're looking at is figuring out what are the different options. You're, te- you're testing different models, and what you're deciding now is whether it's time to pivot to a new business model, whether it's time to go back to the original business model, or whether there's tweaks you can make to the one you currently have. So my invitation to you here is to make a few different financial forecasts. Make financial forecast for the apothecary. So how many products do you need to sell so that you actually have numbers? And you actually like, okay, so I need to sell these many things. To sell these many things, I need to have these many people. To have these many people, um, the next question is, how many practitioners would you need to have 1,500 people walk through the door every week? Okay, so that was really interesting because she is frustrated and, and, you know, that frustration came up again in the conversation. So let's go ahead and play session two, clip two, please. Open, fine, and this is sort of uh, also a call for everybody, um, especially with the, the remote coaching and, you know, the Trello. Uh, any place you find frustration is generally... Uh, the right place to focus your attention. So if anything frustrates you about your business, if anything frustrates you about what you're doing, that's a great thing to explore together on Trello. Uh, Because behind the frustration is often the answer to what you're looking for. Um, So, yeah, great great to go through this together. Well, I definitely hit my chords this time. (laughs) Okay, I like Good. that. Thank Love. you very much. Nice. We'll, we'll make sure to keep doing that then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, no, 
interesting issues came up in that conversation that didn't have a, a lot to do directly with the website, mainly the frustration of being an entrepreneur, what, how to decide what to do, how to pivot, uh, and how to use financial modeling. So could you elaborate a little bit on what you helped Jill with here? Yes, absolutely. For Jill, a lot of it had to do with knowing her options and knowing what is possible with the resources she has. That is difficult when you're in the divergent stage. And the divergent stage is a place where most entrepreneurs start because you start with one idea and then you move on and then another idea appears and then a client comes up and says, hey, can you do this? And then someone shows up and says, hey, you know what, I'd love to partner with you and we can do that other thing. And everything is really cool and exciting. And so you go in many different directions. And that's great because it allows you to open doors. It allows you as an entrepreneur to try something new. It allows you to, to, to meet new people. And also very often to bring cash in ways that you didn't expect. There's a point, which is the one at which Jill is, at which you have so many options and so many things happening that it starts creating confusion. And so in her case, before you can jump into the branding, before you can uh, fully decide how you're going to communicate with the rest of the world, you need to re-decide whether what you're communicating is still in line with what you started with. And letting go of some of the stuff you used to say is often difficult because it's the baby that we created. We don't want to let them go. Um, but when we do, it really helps with focusing on the new clients that we're creating, not the old ones. And that's what uh, Jill said in, in a lot of her remote coaching since uh, the, the recording, which is that since this diving deep into the frustration She's been allowing herself to feel more struggle. She said that she basically lost everything that she thought she knew about and that she was sure about. So she feels like she completely lost her identity, her safety. And then as a result, she's been able to take decisions that she has been postponing for seven, eight months. She's been doing things that she wasn't doing before because she was scared of it. And in her latest uh, blog, she talked about how her business is blessed. Yeah. And so what I love is seeing someone like that who talks about business being blessed um, after having such a big struggle. That's right. And I think you made a really good point about if you're feeling frustration, the natural thing to do may be to run from it. If you're feeling frustrated in a particular area, don't deal with it. But actually, therein lies the secret for growth is moving, yes. figuring out what's the, what's the root of that frustration because that may be holding you back. So mm -hmm. it's really wonderful to see her now really dealing with it um, because she's really moving forward as a result of it. So that was wonderful advice, Noam. Thank you for that. And let's get ready now for our next break. But before we go, I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's show. 
Are you familiar with the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Nutritional Protocol? Get the book that Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride says everyone needs. Monica Corrado's ebook, Meat, Stock, and Bone Broth, Cooking Techniques for the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet. The book is available at CelineRiverPress.com as an ebook, PDF download, and also a print edition. So thanks everyone for joining us today. We really appreciate it. It's time for that break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Adventure and Expansion, Noam Kastuki. And we're reviewing last month's group coaching session, which was on the topic of rocking your website. And in the first segment, Noam reviewed what it takes to make an effective website. And now we're playing clips from our coaching session in which these lessons were taught to our five entrepreneurs. Lisa and Jill gained some great insights as we discussed in this segment. Now stay tuned and we'll see you on the flip side with a review of Sarah Carew and Jonay's sessions. Great stuff. See you soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Malhotra and creator of Masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining us. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Adventure and Expansion, Noam Kostuki. And in this segment, we're going to continue getting into the nitty-gritty of last month's coaching session with our five entrepreneurs. We just discussed in the last segment the insights gained by Lisa and Jill. Next up in this segment is Sarah and Parul. And no, let's start with Sarah, the esthetician. Prior to the coaching session, Sarah put a great deal of effort into revamping her website, maskbymask.com. That's M-A-S-Q-U-E. 
by MASK.com. So listeners, if you're close to your computer, you can pull it up and check it out. So, no, you are quite happy with Sarah's new website. Can you describe why? What did she do correctly? Yeah, I was really happy and impressed and satisfied with seeing how she created it because she made it an extension of herself and her work. Her work is about aesthetics and beauty, and that's exactly what a website looks like. So she gave it personality, and the website feels like her when she's shining and she's at her best. For me, that is a very successful website for someone who runs a small business. Because when people will meet her in person, they will have the same impression as they've had from seeing the website. She uses big, beautiful images, uh, and through a lot of short stories, she brings the products and services to life. She shortened the list of services, and that makes it a lot more digestible. So she really applied a lot of the, the learning and a lot of the things we talked about. She applied a lot of um, the work that we did on the personal, on the branding, and it's really in line. So it's a great example of what happens when your website is an extension of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a gorgeous website. Now, let's move on to Perul, the wellness and business coach. A couple of issues regarding her website came up. Perul, in particular, was questioning where to put that opt-in to her newsletter because she really wants to expand her newsletter distribution list. And this is an important question. So let's play session three, clip one, where you two have this discussion. And then there's another uh, resource all the time, like the attention span of a reader these days is no more than nine seconds, so that's the time they stay on the website, not more than nine seconds. So, uh, you know, so it's a good idea to hook them up to the website as soon as they come. So where do you think, like, is there like a number, uh, you know, five seconds into the website that they should see that pop up, you know? So, yeah, I think that, so I, I know what, so what, you know, people, yeah, there's that whole thing about people, you know, go on the website and within a couple of seconds they decide whether they want to spend more time on there or not. Absolutely true. Right. Um, right. People log in and out of websites very quickly. And you'll see that being the bounce rate on your Google Analytics, if you look at your analytics. Um, okay. And this is why, you know, I believe that having a beautiful website and something like, you arrive on the Sarah's website, Mice by Mask, you arrive there and right away it's like, oh, that looks beautiful. And it makes mm-hmm. you sort of, you know, you scroll through it, or at least I scroll through it, and I'm like, oh, you know, it makes me want to read it. It makes I me see. want to click on stuff and take a look at it. So that's that nine sort of second rules or three second rule or wherever, you know, everyone disagrees on the actual number, but it's very quick. It's very quick that people want to feel like, oh, wow, I want to see that website. But then after that, for people to take an action like subscribing and putting their email, they will mm-hmm. only do that if they've already received value. That's true. Mm-hmm. So once they've read something useful and you've got uh, a link there that either says subscribe or like my page on Facebook, and so the okay. idea is that what you want is to take people step by step slowly and not rush too much. Yeah, I thought that was great advice. I know when I go to a new website and the first thing that pops up hugely is an opt-in, 
I never do it because I haven't gotten any value yet. And I don't want to clog up my inbox with a million different newsletters from websites that I'm not sure that I really like. So that was really great advice about delivering value and then giving the opt-in. So Perul also raised a great question about the layout of her website. Because again, doing something which suits her business as a wellness and wealth consultant. So please play session three, clip two. Anyway, so I was uh, thinking about it yesterday and I thought that um, it might be a good idea to actually have my blog as the first thing. So, you know, maybe... uh, as soon as people come to my website, what they are seeing is a bunch of information articles like my latest blogs and stuff. Do you think that is a good idea? I like that a lot. Okay. I like that a lot because it's in line with everything you're saying, which is one, people mostly come on your website because they want to read an article, so that's in line. You right. want to be seen as an expert in your area and not someone who sells stuff. So right. the first thing people see is that you're an expert in your area. It's right. easy for you to direct people. Very easy. You can tell them, go on my website. The first thing you'll see is the blog. You'll find interesting articles there. And then that means that on the home page, around the blog or under the blog or above the blog, you can have a subscribe button. And that directs, you know, the primary purpose of the website being the blog. Okay, so Noam, can you elaborate on these points a bit more about delivering value and for Perul's business anyway, making the blog the focal point of her website? Mm-hmm. The way I like to think about this is um, to think about it like dating. Because you wouldn't go to someone in a bar and or anywhere and right away say, "Hey, do you want to come back to my place and have sex?" <laughs> it, it may work, and I'm sure that it's worked for some people, but it's unlikely that it's going to work all the time and regularly and with most people. Yeah. So the generally sort of agreed way that things tend to work. Uh, from my experience and the people around me is that you you meet someone, you have a bit of a conversation, and then from a conversation, maybe you will exchange phone numbers, maybe you will uh, connect with each other on Facebook, and then you know you will meet again, and the relation builds slowly, and you give it time. For me, a website and sales is exactly the same thing. Asking someone to subscribe to your newsletter is uh, is intrusive if it happens too quickly. Yeah. So for me, before you ask someone to to do that, you have a conversation with them. You get them to interact with you and to feel like they like your stuff, like they've got something useful out of it. Uh, maybe they had a good laugh. Maybe they think you're funny, depending on what you sell and what it is that you do. But somehow they want, because of what they've experienced of you through your website, to, uh, to hear more. So for me, this is the, the, the important part, is to think about it as a journey from the user's perspective. Mm. Yeah, that's really good advice. I would appreciate that, and I would... I opt into newsletters for websites that, yes, have done just that, who make me fall in love with them and want more and don't just 
pop up very intrusively as soon as I go to that website. Now, what about making her blog the focal point of her website? In what cases would that kind of thing work? So in her case, uh, it works great because, as we said, it's in line with everything else. So that is a great way, actually, to sort of complete where we started, to finish where we started our conversation, which is the purpose of the website yeah. and the metrics. Once we define the purpose of the website, in her case, which is for people to find good quality information, and once we've got the metrics, which is people reading her blog and engaging with her blog, we realize that actually that is the central piece of her website. And everything else becomes secondary. Everything else becomes what's in the periphery, and therefore uh, the homepage then makes sense to have uh, the website in there. For someone else like Jill, who, who, sells, uh, who sells products, a blog may not be as relevant to have on the homepage. On the homepage, what she may want to have is the latest products, um, information about what they sell, uh, access to the shop, discounts, offers, which then may be more relevant to the user journey of someone who wants to buy uh, these, kind of, uh, these kind of products. And so for everyone else, it's going to be slightly different. Um, what, 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 what I like to look at, again, is what do you want your website to do? Yeah, okay. That is wonderful advice. So good job, Coach. That's <laughs> great advice that you're giving to everyone. And on that note, let's get ready for our final break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Balhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Adventure in Expansion, Noam Kastuki. And we're reviewing last month's group coaching session where the topic was effective websites, and we've covered a lot of ground. Noam reviewed what makes an effective website, and we played clips from our coaching session in which these lessons were taught to our participants were then challenged to apply them to their particular situation. And listeners, you can do this too, because you may be able to relate to a lot of these scenarios that we're outlining here. And we have one more entrepreneur to cover, and that's Janae. And on the flip side of this break, we're going to play a clip from her coaching session. Thanks a lot, everyone. See you in a few. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. If you aren't tuning in to the Health Cure Show, there's something wrong with you. No, I mean there is really something wrong with you. Each week, host Nicholas St. John emphasizes one key word, prevention. What you need to do to stay healthy, and more importantly, how. You'll learn about fascinating research and new protocols for healthcare that you'll want to take back to your doctor, as well as share with your family, friends, and co-workers. Take charge of your health. Tune in Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Adventure and Expansion for Wellness Entrepreneurs, Noam Kostuki. And we've been playing clips from last month's coaching session on effective websites. And last but not least, we have Jonay, the organic farmer. Jonay's website is full of great information. But you make a great observation about how it's presented. So let's play session four, clip one, please. And that's kind of the first thing I felt when I looked back at the website was that the, the home page is really nice. You've got lots of great stuff, you know, with the profiles, your profiles, the farmers and, and the growing practices and all that. That somehow feels almost more like an about page. Okay like on the About Us page. And I'm wondering whether if that was the About Us page, how do you make the homepage be more relevant to your audience? Like we're talking with uh, with Lisa. Um, I think especially with Lisa we're talking about this right now, right? Um, so what, who's your audience? Who visits your website? People looking for organic farms. People looking for organic farms. And what do they want? Um, they want to know where they can buy our produce mm-hmm. and if they can visit us because we get, we get a lot of people who find us and want to come out and visit the farm. Why do they want to visit the farm? Because they want to learn how to do farm, uh, organic farming and they want to know about growing in the winter. So they want to buy, they want to visit, they want to learn. Yes. So... How would you feel about having on the homepage something that talks to people about these three things? Yeah, that would be easy. Yeah, that was just a perfect example of the thought process that you're suggesting that entrepreneurs go through to figure out what their customers are looking for on their website. Mm-hmm. So, so that's you just walked Jonay through the whole thing, and she came up with these beautiful answers, and boom, there it is. What should be on the homepage because that's what her customers are looking for. So, can you just elaborate on that a bit more? Like, what what types of questions should people really ask themselves to figure out what it is they need to put on that homepage? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, diff- the, the the biggest difficulty I think in in this process, and obviously you sort of showed a little clip, and um, it's amazing when someone like Janae sort of comes to all these conclusions, this clarity so quickly. And for our audience and the listeners, I just want to give a little uh, heads up that she's been doing a lot of work preparing for this to happen quickly. <laughs> so don't feel bad if it doesn't happen as quickly for you because the preparation before is what you're not hearing in this conversation. The two things that have to cl- collide and, and clash and meet is one having a lot of clarity of what you want to accomplish with the website and what you want to say. And so that's part of why we're talking about. You want to sell a product. Um, but even before these, you know, what is the brand you have? What is it you want to communicate? How do you want to communicate it? How, what kind of communication fits best for you? You know, do you like videos? Do you like text? What's your style? Uh, you know, what's, uh, what's the frequency at which you like to communicate? Uh, is it daily blog? Is it uh, articles you write once a month? It needs to be in line with your business strategy. How does it work with your sales, with your marketing, with your PR? And so you want to have the answer to all these questions from an internal perspective, from your perspective. And then you almost have to forget about all that and ask the opposite question. What does the client want? What do they want to know? What's important to them? Why do they care? What do they not care about? What do they not want to know? What questions do they have in their mind? What are the worries that they have? What are the concerns they have? What are their hopes? What are the pains and the struggle they go through? And once you have the answers to that, what we're looking at and what we did with, uh, with Janae there is finding the place at which what you want and what your clients want meet. And that's what you want on the website. Mm, very that good little advice. piece of the puzzle and that's yeah. why it's hard because you've got to both be able to see yourself from the outside and to see the client from the outside yes yes so and like you mentioned which is a very good point it is a process and the answers may not come to you immediately but digging for them is a very important part of designing an effective website mm-hmm. so great stuff there now Before we go, we just have about four minutes left. We are pretty much with this show wrapping up the first semester, if you will, of our Abundance Cube coaching program because our first show was on branding. The next one was on social media. And this one is on websites. And our next show, we're going to start moving into a different area, talking about relationship with money and sales strategy and so forth. So, Noam, do you have any final comments for our listeners as we wrap up this first semester? Yes. Uh, I would say that if you're catching the show at this stage and you haven't read all the blog posts from the entrepreneurs, I would highly recommend doing that because now we can start looking at the story backwards. And now we can start seeing the changes. And so what you will notice is that if you actually go and read through the stories in the blogs, which you'll find on the, the Facebook page, uh, 
you will see the change happen over time. And for me, that as a listener, as an audience, as an entrepreneur, this is the unique thing that you can really get out of this that you won't get anywhere else, that you won't get through an MBA program, you won't get through uh, working with investors. You will get many other things, but not this. What you'll get here is to see what's happening backstage for these women over time and to notice the change and the small changes happening one after the other. As an entrepreneur, I think this is really important because you're seeing now here five stories in parallel of people who are in theory and technically going through the same thing and yet you're seeing how different it is as, as an experience. And as a, an entrepreneur yourself, when you get to learn about other people and how it happens for them, it gives you an idea of what may be happening for you, may have happened for you and will be happening for you. The more you know about them, the better prepared you will be when you face similar kind of challenges, similar kind of situations. By knowing what worked for them and what didn't work for them, by knowing that it took them two or three weeks to go over one hurdle or another, you will know much better what's, what's what for you. Um, because otherwise you're always stuck with your own perspective from your, that's happening in your mind and in your reality. And as an entrepreneur, this is probably one of the most dangerous things, especially as the founder of the company, because you're lonely at the top. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you, Noam. That is such wonderful advice and such great insights today. Uh, I really look forward to our next show at the beginning of next month, which is going to be about relationship with money. That's going to be an awesome one. So thank you so much, Noam. That's all the time we have for today. It was great having you. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on the show. And I can't wait to see what happens over the next nine months with our five entrepreneurs. I know. I know. Me too. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Our topic for the next show will be holistic healing modalities. And we'll feature Dr. Myluna Fausch, a voice healer and speaking coach. She will discuss how to speak to win, a skill that is necessary if your goal is to influence others with your message or teaching. Hope you can join us. Thanks again, everyone, for stopping by today. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.